0: I am Bill Cortright with Living Right with Bill Courtright, and this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cortright. and I'm here with that super millennial, David Barreto, giving us the millennial perspective. How are you doing there, Big Dave? I'm doing Good. I heard you had a new addition to your house. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, we got a rescue dog named Duke. He's a year and a half old.
0: Beautiful looking animal.
1: Yeah, he's he's the sweetest.
0: How's he doing with Marley?
1: Uh, they're getting along. I'm glad we did it, you know. Everything's good? Yeah, for sure. And, and it's cool to see, you know, it's weird to see like a dog have an appreciation for being like in a different environment. But seeing him there versus here, it's a different dog. You know? There's
0: quite a story behind that. Maybe you can share the story behind that in one of your podcasts in the future. Yeah, for sure. So this week, our topic is Inspire. Today's health huddles, we are discussing evoke recognition, the difference between motivation and inspiration. Inspire is to fill someone with the urge or the ability to do or feel something. Motivation is a process of inducing and stimulating the individual to act in a certain manner. Inspire is activated intrinsically within. To inspire someone is to evoke recognition of their true self. To be truly inspired doesn't take place in the head. It activates in the heart. And this is a big mistake in the wellness and personal development world is that people believe motivation and inspiration are the same. They are not. So when the holidays end and the new year arrives, many, in fact, millions of people are motivated to start exercising and eating well. Maybe they're motivated to quit smoking, cut back on alcohol, but they're motivated towards some type of personal growth, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So they show everyone they're ready, they're motivated. They buy a gym membership, start a new diet, get new sneakers, maybe a colorful workout outfit. They declare, this is my year. The declarations are loud and proud. For 80% of these highly motivated individuals, they quit. And this is what research shows. They quit within the first few weeks. Now, motivation does not, will not create change. It just will not. The human being is hardwired for behavior. This behavior is dictated by what is held in mind. And we each carry a program within our identity that dictates our lifestyle habits, how we sleep. This is held in your sleep routine. What we drink. This is your belief of what you think is a good drink or a bad drink. Our lifestyle dictated by our mind. This is the habitual state, the sum of the programs held in mind. So you have a program about diet, when and what you eat, even why you eat, what you like, what you dislike. You have a program around exercise, what you believe you can't or can do, or what you believe you should do, and what you believe is right or wrong. And also, this dictates how you feel about exercise. So Mm -hmm. you understand, do you have any comments on that? No, I agree. The, the, especially the last part what
1: you said is what you feel about it. I mean that's a huge part because you always hear people giving that their their take on it, you know, whether they like it or not, but everybody has a take depending
0: on that. And so that take, very good, is set through the lens. We all have this all of this this programming, this belief system set and held through the programmed identity in the subconscious of the cage mind. This is what sets your behavior. This is what creates your reality. And this is held in routine. 95% of your behavior comes from this programmed identity. And to change anything, especially to change your health programs, you must change your routine. And to do this, you must consciously move through the comfort zone and take the new action on a consistent basis. There's no... Other way to change you're on you're with me so far yep so here you are motivated this is your year to lose weight and since the diet will begin in january you come to this conclusion well it's okay to eat whatever i want it's the holidays the rationale is i want to enjoy the holidays the rationale is january i'm going to be dieting so i better eat my favorite foods now because i have to give them up and you enjoy those holidays like never before. You ever do that, Big Dave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And a lot of people listening to this have done that. Here's my question. Who is telling you it's okay to eat and drink everything? After all, come January, you're going to give all this up. Who is telling you that story? The ego. It's the ego. So January arrives. You're all motivated. You step on the scale and you're 10 pounds heavier than when you decided this is my year. This upsets you. You feel guilt. You get sad. you a little, even a little depressed, but you're going to start the diet and get up to exercise every morning. Now, for most people, this will pop, the the weigh-in will pop the motivation blue right then and there. If they have... You know they if they don't if they all of a sudden see they gain an extra ten pounds it'll put them in a state where they won't start. I know mm-hmm. that doesn't because it, it's not rational. The human being's not rational, right? They're hardwired for behavior. Now, if they have someone else dieting with them, or they they may have hired a trainer, they may start. The fact is, and this is the truth: all those people making those declarations, most people never start. Yeah. This is a, this is an actual statistic, statistic truth. So let's say you did it. You start your diet and exercise program. Week one, you lose eight pounds. This feels good, but you're still two pounds over from your original motivation declaration point. Second week, you're awful sore. So you kind of skip the exercise, right? The ego's telling you you got to recuperate. You're too sore. It's not good to exercise the sore muscles, correct? That's what that's what I was told. But you still stay on the diet. You work the diet. You lose two more pounds. You're at the original pre-holiday weight now. Third week, uh-oh, there's an issue at work. This requires a change in your schedule. Oh, well, can't meal prep. You try to stay on the diet. You tell yourself, well, I'm going to maintain my diet. I'll just order healthy foods. So I'll eat this. Can't exercise. And this week, you don't lose any weight. Fourth week, you start to fall back into your old routine. You sleep in, tell yourself, no, I'll exercise. I'll exercise later. I'll exercise tomorrow. You really are too stressed out with work to prep meals. But you tell yourself, you know, I'm going to order a salad. I will eat salads. You order a salad, but you have these terrible cravings. So you kind of sneak some cookies and some jelly beans. And then the fifth week, All thoughts of diet and exercise are gone. Also, the motivation is nowhere to be found. That is a pattern. It's a routine that millions and millions of people follow every year. We know because we can look at the numbers. Your thoughts on that, David? I think it's pretty bad if
1: you're going for jelly beans, first off. <laughs> I don't know why I put
0: that in there. I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm dieting for the show now, so people know I'm, I'm I'm 14 weeks out, so I'm getting, like, you know, a few cravings. The candy, weird cravings. Candy corn. <laughs> candy corn and jelly beans. What the hell is that about? I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think it's interesting because that that is completely understandable when you've been through it. You know, the – kind of how it landslides without you trying you know to, to try to lose weight or try to you know stick to a goal takes effort to slide back takes no effort even though you're trying to go in the right direction you know because if you if you talk to anybody you justify it. be like man i got stuck in a meeting i got this i got that and I, I can't skip my meal i forgot the package so you and it's like, oh, you justified it. You justified yes. it. You justified it. Because to justify it in the other way takes effort. To justify it away because from your goal doesn't.
0: Who's justifying it?
1: Yeah. you go. And, and that identity's
0: yeah. already set, right? You, to change it, have to move out of that. And so that's already set. So motivation and inspiration are opposites, people. Motivation comes from the outside. It creates excitement. It creates hope but it does not create change. Inspiration is a feeling held in the creation mind heart. It evokes recognition of who I am. Plus, inspiration connects to the creation mind imagination. It sets that light high on the peak of the mountain. Plus, inspiration connects to faith In the creation mind, this builds resilience as you're going through your climb and your change on the mountain. It is inspiration that keeps one on their journey to change and accomplish their goals. It's this ability to create conflict resolution in the intelligence of courage. Through inspiration and the intelligence of courage, you move from 200 courage where you're focused, but 250 neutrality where you could be flexible explorative allow you to get into 310 willingness where you're willing there to change the plan and or adjust the plan 350 acceptance there you're you're surrendering to the process and it brings you to that 400 reason where the inner and outer world are in alignment and it is inspiration that evokes gratitude for everything. It's inspiration that keeps one on the mountain. It's inspiration that helps people to deal with a boulder. Motivation is so damn weak that the first boulder on your mountain knocks you back into the valley. And like David said, when you get knocked in the valley, you'll justify why you're there. So your thoughts on that so far?
1: Yeah, what you said about how it, it creates, you know, gratitude, I, this is what I've learned on the kind of the journey that I've had in the last you know, year and a half now is that even when I try, because not every day is going to be perfect, you know, everybody understands that. But I, I become grateful for, you know, you made a 100% solid attempt without, you know, wanting to deviate and stuff and hiccups happen. That to me, at the end of the day, I was like, I did my best and I'm okay with that. It may not have been a 100% day, but I'm okay with that. But when motivation's gone, I mean, it's out the window, you feel like crap at the end of the day because ah, I missed one meal, turned into, I'm going to binge at Burger King later today, and you feel guilty versus putting 100% in, and just be grateful that you gave it your best shot. That's a whole different feeling. It's a different experience going through the exact same thing, though.
0: Because you can't have gratitude For motivation, because motivation is in the head. Mm -hmm. You can have hope and motivation, but inspiration is a whole different world. Inspiration evokes that recognition of who you are. This allows truth and it allows you to receive an idea, a mission from that divine power. So it is important to separate motivation and inspiration, people. Motivation is held in a head cage mind. Here, the ego creates the narrative. The ego, that inner critic, that voice in your head is a liar. The ego will tell you, this is a great idea. Let's go on this diet and lose weight. And then everyone will like you. Liar. Then you will be pretty. Liar. Then you can wear all those best clothes. Liar. Then that sob will be sorry he ever cheated on you. Liar. You see how the ego works, right? The ego's a liar. The reason that you are single is you're too fat. That's not the reason you're single. The reason you are overweight is you have a slow metabolism. The reason you can't get in shape is you don't have the time. The reason you are stuck is you're too tired. All lies. The ego is a liar. You don't deserve to be happy because of this or this or this. Or you're not smart enough to do this or that. Or you should wait to change when you are less stressed out. The ego is a liar. It creates the story, I don't feel like exercising, so I'll wait until I feel like it. I can't change my diet. I can't give up my wine. I can't get off of chocolate. I can't fill in the blank. The ego is a liar, and its affirmation is, I can't. This is what you must understand. Your thoughts, David.
1: I think the, the, the big lie that the ego tells you, especially when going towards the goal, especially trying to use motivation rather than inspiration is that you always have time. I could do it tomorrow. I didn't do the best today. Well, next week, I'll start on Monday or New Year's right after the holidays. It's always time. Like you have more time, more time, more time. And I think that's the biggest killer. If it's only, I, I don't have a time to go to, to the gym, you know, it closes in an hour and a half. Go for 30 minutes. Go for 20 minutes, go for 10, you know, or or you always have time. And it's, it's funny because this is the, the, the motivation and inspiration is literally like both sides of the coin because this is the same thing you're talking about, but one is making the excuse and I always got more time and one's like, eh, I'm going to do what I have. And then after that workout, instead of saying, ah, it was a crap workout, I only had 10, 20 minutes, the inspiration is to say, glad I at least got a 10 minute workout in. You know, it's a very different thing, even though you're experiencing the same thing. Yes, gratitude,
0: because you get gratitude. So, please, everyone listening, it's time to understand the ego is not you. It's a programmed identity in your head. It's in your mind. This programmed identity is set at the age of 16, and this sets behavior and your reality In this setting, you have your self-esteem. It's how you function, behave in the external world. It's how you believe what you can do and can't do. But then there's also self-worth. And this is how you feel in your inner world, about what you're worthy of, what you're worth. And this all sets your self-image, how you see the world, how you see yourself in the world. This is your reality. But here's the rub. This reality is not the real world. Mm -hmm. And this is what we want to to talk about today. We're talking about evoking recognition, the truth. Inspiration is within. So, David has been motivated many times. I've known him for a long time now, (laughs) and he's been motivated to do certain things. And I've watched him get up and do it and then stop. Something changed. It went from motivation to inspiration and when he got inspired he grew and he had to deal with conflict and he had to let things go and he had to change his routine and he had to let go of old belief systems and he had to create new skills and he had to create knowing through experience i watched it i watched it and now that he's done it he has self-authored a new identity. He doesn't have to. You know, it's going to be cool. January first, you don't have a goal to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that in my life. The well, first time that was, it's like, wow, this is the first year of my life. I my goal is not to go on a diet. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on all of that that you've been through with this?
1: You know, it, I talked about it on the podcast where it, it was really, you know, next day that night I was deciding that this was the last time I want to start over. You know, if you're, if you're tired of starting over, you got to stop quitting. And that, that to me was like, you know, I could do it. I was like, I've, I've started looking at all the stuff that I've done and all the things that I've actually accomplished. I was like, this should actually be easy. It's about going to the gym, putting the right food to my mouth, going to sleep, getting, I was like, when I simplified how easy the, the human is so complex, but it's so simple. You know, if you do these certain things in an order over time, it will happen. And once I stopped complicating and said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I didn't tell nobody. I didn't do anything. It wasn't for anyone else. It was for me. And that at the end of the first day I finished and it was a great day. And I was so happy about it, you know, and it's not like I haven't lost weight in the past. This time it wasn't attached to, I'm going to show this person or I'm going to show that person or can't wait for summer. It was already The suburb, to me, it was just, I got through it, and I was like, I didn't tell nobody. It wasn't on social media. I didn't have somebody checking in, or I wasn't going to get in trouble if I didn't send in my meal. It was just pure me, and I was so happy. I was like, I'm doing this tomorrow, and then it just kind of stockpiled in that way, And, and like I said, hard days, bad days, things happen. I was always grateful going through the whole process because after six months, I was like, I didn't quit. I didn't have to start over yet. Like, and then I realized that I'm not going to start over. I'm just like, you know, when people started asking questions and they wanted to hear about the story, that was an extra, you know, let's throw some more gas on this fire because now it's not just for me. It was for other people that are finally taking the leap because of what I did for myself.
0: So if you listen to what David just said, if you didn't get it all, go back a little bit. It was all about him. Me, not his ego, not to get something him. And so there's an exercise that I like to do with inspire purposes, especially with it's called the I call it the evoke recognition exercise. It's a mirror exercise. So if you, you look at it right, the biggest reason that we don't change is we we don't feel worthy of change, or we don't, or we don't believe we can change. We want to change, but we don't have high enough self-esteem. We don't believe we can do something or we just don't believe we're worthy. We don't believe we're good enough. We believe we have to be a certain way for people to like us. We have to do a certain thing to belong. We believe that. So the evoke Recognition exercise I'm going to share with you, it's like you don't clean a dirty room without identifying the dirt. So it's using a mirror exercise, right? And I want you to understand it's you that decides what is worthy or not. This is what's going to be very different when you do this exercise. So if you look into the mirror and intention to see clearly truth, not expectation, or attachment to history, you begin to remove the filter of the lens. And that's what we're going to talk about in here. But people will have a lot of issues doing this exercise. I'll take you through the exact steps. Why? People don't want to see. This is a truth, people. I've been doing this. Uh, I've been coaching and working with people for 40 years now. And people don't want to see because they it may have to be addressed, right? <laughs> and they might have to change. And they might realize that, oh, it's not outside forces that are keeping me stuck. It's me. And it sounds like, wow, well, why wouldn't everybody want to do that? Because people don't want to see because they don't want to face... What they don't want to change, you know, and to face what you have to change is the path to change. It sounds crazy as it is, right? So here's the exercise, people. So you're going to first, before you even start the exercise, I want you to do the let go technique. And basically what you're going to do to let go technique is you're going to stand before a mirror. And you're going to be looking into your eyes so you don't have to be naked, Dave. Um, I know now you don't ever want to wear clothes anymore. I don't know what that's <laughs> about. But you You scan first, before you do this, do the let go technique. And here's why. You're going to ask yourself a question. Can I allow the feelings that come in? Can I just allow it? And could I let go of what is being activated? And am I willing, would I let go? And when is, if it's now... Then I want you to stand before the mirror. If you can't do it, don't do it because you're not doing any good. So the first thing you stand before the mirror, look yourself in the eyes. And what are you going to see? You're going to see the ego because you're going to hear it. I want you to hear it because you're going to have conflict distortion. You'll start to really listen to what the voice is saying. Just be quiet and just listen. Trust me, you're not going to stop the thoughts as you look in the mirror. (laughs) Look at yourself. You're not going to stop them. And that's the idea, right? And you're going to hear is, I am this, or this is stupid. Uh, I can't believe I don't want to do this. You'll hear that. Because the ego does not want you to look and see truth. So you're going to see when you sit there, what are you gonna see? You're gonna see stories. You're gonna see labels. Wow, I look old. Wow, I look tired, or or wow, I I'm losing my hair, or wow, I, I this is you know, and you're gonna hear perceptions and you're gonna hear your flaws. And what I want you to do is, I want you to keep looking in the mirror. And I want you to set a timer because you're gonna sit there and look in the mirror for three minutes. Three Longest minutes. three minutes Almost. of your life. Longest three minutes of your life. And I want you to sit down and then after that three minutes. I want you to pause, right? And I want you to have a notebook and I want you to list all the chatter and the flaws. I want you to write it out. All the things you can remember that were coming out. Said this, said this, said this, said this. And take about five minutes to do that. Okay, it's about five. Write, just write. You're not, I don't care if you can read it or not, write. And write the flaws. Write the stories. What was the ego saying? What was this? Oh, I'm so fat. I'm a loser. I'm I'm this. I'm ugly. I'm old. I'm this. Or I'm I'm wonderful. I'm kind. I'm whatever. The ego will not say that. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now. So then, now, after you do that, I want you to look again. This time, I want you to focus on your heart. No thoughts. No decisions. Just be. And I want you to stay in your heart. And I want you to feel the true self, that's you. And I want you just to say how grateful you are for being able to be in this moment. That's all. I want you to sit there and I want you to look at it. And now when you're doing that, you're in the awareness and you can see yourself. Some people break down and start crying. That's good, that's a release. Some people really get emotional, that's a release. Sit there for another three minutes. But this time, look through the heart. And in the moment, if if the ego grabs your conscious mind, just say, let go and reset yourself. And just be in gratitude, thankful. I'm so thankful. Whatever you have to think about what you're thankful for. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's whatever it is. But look yourself in the eyes while you're doing this. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose of this exercise is for you to evoke recognition. And when you finish the exercise, you then kind of go into the process and you start scripting your new identity. So you set the new mirror. How do you do that? You write your script. My career, this is the way I'm going to deal with work. Here's how I'm going to deal with conflict. Here's how I'm going to do leadership. Here's how I'm going to deal with money. You're writing your script. I'm not going to get upset with bills. I'm going to get this. I'm going to feel comfortable. Your health. I am going to, just like David said, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to set this up. I'm just not going to quit. Your relationships. I'm going to work on conflict resolution. I'm going to let go of that. Your personal and spiritual development. I am worthy. My self-esteem. I can do anything. That's your self-esteem. The external. I am worthy. I am connected. That is what you're going to do. And you write your script. And if you haven't done your higher goal setting, you might want to set some goals in off there too. This exercise is powerful. It just gets you connected. And if you know your purpose, well, you should know your purpose if you're doing this exercise, connect to your purpose. Start to feel it. Start to look at the truth. It's Every time the ego comes in to tell you you're wrong or to create something, knock her or him out. How do you do that? You're in charge. You have to declare you're worthy. Nobody can tell you you're worthy. Nobody. You can't wait for somebody to tell you you're worthy. You have to be worthy. So in that relationship category, you write your script. What are your boundaries? What what are you going to put up with? How are you going to deal? It's always about you. No one else. That's the key. That's inspiration. Because when you connect to that, you'll be inspired. And trust me, you'll try change. Whatever change you want to be. Because you're inspired. It's coming from within, not from without. So what are your thoughts on that, Dave? That little exercise. Did I have you do that exercise? I don't remember if I had you do that. No, I don't think so. I think I got lucky on that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I had you do that or some version of that. I'm not sure. Okay.
1: Now, you know, with that, it reminds me of, you know, how you say, uh, you know, when you say I can't replace it with I won't. And it becomes the same thing with, gratitude, in the sense, I had a bad day, well, fo- you're focusing on the bad of that day, you know, I couldn't do this, well, what could you do then, you know, I always look at it in that sense, you know, you, especially because like, we're, we're human, you know, you get injuries, you have things like that, and, and like with my back, you know, last year during prep, did I have a great workouts for the next few weeks, no, but I was able to work out, and I was just happy about that. Now, if I was focused on I couldn't go as heavy or, you know, it sucked, it kind of hurt, it would have been crappy. And it, it, it would have – that would have been the thing that would have hurt the motivation. because so I think motivation is great. It's like a – it's it's a booster to your inspiration. When you're motivated and inspired at the same time, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's fun. It's energizing, you know, because inspiration keeps you going when it sucks, when it's horrible. But if you're motivated, that's like having fun and doing what you have to do. It's awesome. So – Things like that, I was just motivated. I was like, I'm still able to work out. I didn't lose this week, you know? And then I could have said, screw it. I can't work out. I'm just going to not diet. Yeah. It could have rabbit hole it's so sure. easy, but gratitude kept me going, just saying, all right, well, tomorrow might be a better workout. I don't know yet, but I was being positive about the next day. I was already putting the gratitude 24 hours later. And I think that's what got me to where I needed to be, because instead of focusing on what I couldn't do, I focused on what I could. And that allowed me to be so much more in, in, in a forward-thinking mindset.
0: And that inspiration is connected to the creation mind. So the idea is when you're an inspiration, you do what needs to be done even if you don't feel like it. Yeah. And, and that's where the power comes in your change. Because if you're going to wait till you feel like eating right or feel <laughs> like exercising, in motivation you do feel like it. Because it's in the beginning. But motivation is fleeting. What happens when you're not motivated to work out? You hit the snooze. That's what happens. But if you're inspired to create the shift, to create the new identity and self-author this and create real change in your life, you want to connect that inspiration to something bigger than yourself. You heard David say this. He realized that, oh, it wasn't about just me anymore. My story was helping others. So it was became bigger. That's He's an, inspira- it's, he's an inspired purpose It became better for him it became it became exciting for him maybe you have to connect if your health to your children maybe it's got to be something that keeps you inspired that when it's raining cold dark and you have to get in there and you have to go do the exercise and you're tired you get up and you go do it and and if you do that eventually it becomes who you are. In other words, it becomes part of the identity. And when it becomes part of the identity, there's no more struggle in doing it. There will be days maybe down, but it doesn't really matter. You're gonna, I just went through that with my back. And now I'm 100% again, right? And I'll tell you what's funny is that this last week was the first time I could do full leg workouts again without my back bothering me. And I was gratitude like crazy just for that. I was so thankful that I could do stuff like that. Poor Kevin. He got he got. Me, he was telling. He called me. He said, I've never been so sore. Yeah, I'm <laughs> back. that means yeah, I'm back.
1: That, and people think does your back still hurt? Yeah, just not as bad as before. Or you know, like no, not as bad. So to me, that's progression. Mm-hmm. That's like, and it's something. like we, I, I read a quote that they were interviewing a bunch of people, and and they said, "Well, what would you do for your children?" And they're like, "I'd do anything, anything, anything." And then there was a lot of out-of-shape people or people who were taking care of themselves. And they said, well, you wouldn't do this for them. And they didn't attach it to their children there or their grandchildren. Go. But in reality, it is. you know, Yes. And
0: it's 100%, 100%. just about
1: you. So when you say, I will do anything for my family, anything for my kids, will you?
0: Because that means you need to take care of you and be the example yeah. and the leader. If you're unhealthy... You are telling your children to be unhealthy. And whether you believe it or not, it's the truth, because I flipped the script. Uh-huh. I know because my family is healthy. Yeah. it sure isn't because they were born that way. Right? Yeah. None of the rest of my family is. Uh-huh. And so, and even it's funny because with my extended family, who's the one that got stuck with me?
1: <laughs> Which one? Me or Kev? <laughs>
0: Well, he's not real. He's he's (laughs) He's real extended extended family. (laughs) Yeah, he's very extended. But you did. In other words, Linda always says, David's yours. Okay. But think about it. You've been working next to me for years now. Mm -hmm. And what happened? I'm telling you, if you don't think it makes a difference, it does. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing to sit here telling your kids shit. It's another thing that they watch you. And they see it, and they do it, and then eventually, if you're doing it right, I, I didn't have to tell David what to do. Eventually, it clicked. Got it. I'm in. Yeah. And once you're in, you're in. And uh-huh. now, David leads. You're probably better for for Kevin than me. <laughs> you know. You know. What I mean, but it's it, that's a truth. It yeah. always. Works that way, but that's a really good point. That's inspiration. You want something, inspiration has to be connected to something bigger than you.
1: Yeah, it you, can't you do the suck and the things that don't that you don't want to do because it's bigger than you.
0: Yes, very good, David. That's it for today's show. Our mission here is to create a shift in the planet. You can join us on this mission by simply like, share, and subscribe. Those links are right below in the show notes. As always, until next time. Stay inspired.